Welcome to the Memory Hole Show, where we talk about interesting ideas, promote freedom, and push back against authoritarianism. I'm your host, Brian. Welcome back, everyone. I got a really nice bit of feedback the other day from Twitter user Just Jeff at Romans Road 101. He also liked the intro and outro guitar work that I did. Thanks, Jeff. You made my day. This podcast is pretty small, so I don't get a great deal of feedback, but I really do appreciate it when comments and support like this come through. It makes my day. And another shout out to Clint. Keep those truck wheels rolling, baby. Now, before I jump into the episode, I wanted to bring this idea up about the difference between people on social media and people in real life. It is quite a dramatic difference. Most of the people you would have a drink with and be fine sitting beside, having a conversation with, you would probably not get along with on social media. So it's important to keep that in mind, I guess. Now, online, the escalation from disagreement to name calling and swearing at each other is very rapid, whereas in person, it's much slower. There's almost a public performance element to social media that doesn't occur as much in real life. You know, when when you're face to face with somebody, You can read the body language, you can see their facial expressions, you can pick up on nuance much easier. So keep that in mind when when engaging with people online. People online tend to have much bigger defenses and that's something that's hard to break through in order to get to the substance of what people are really trying to say. So that's that. Now, here's something to think about. It's a little bit of a scenario for you. The latest election results are in and your preferred party lost. Maybe that's Biden or Trump or Trudeau or Poiliev, but either way that sucks, right? But there's something more. The social credit system that many spoke about before is now going to be implemented by this new government. And you might have been in favor of this social credit system, but now you're not so sure. How will the party you hate implement it? As it turns out, One of the biggest contributing factors to the division we see in society lately is the criticism of the government, or so they say. They say it's divisive. So to combat this, the new government has specified that if you criticize them, you will have a credit score below 500. Time passes and things seem to still generally be fine. The people that voted for this government are happy for the most part, but there's still an anti-government movement and a party to go along with it. So the government updates the social credit rules and adds to it that if you support their opponents, your credit score will be below 500. So what does that mean? Well, your credit card and mortgage interest rates are now doubled because you didn't like this government. You can't rent cars or even use public transit. And this is just the beginning. You are outraged and quite rightly so. You notice on social media that everything seems to be peachy, but you quickly realize that it's all fake. You soon discover that if you praise the government, your credit score will go up, but you have concerns about how this whole social credit system is turning out. And one day, You try to log on to your social media account, but there are new requirements. Now there are new know your customer requirements, eliminating your anonymity. Fuck it, you say, this system is bullshit. So later that night, the police show up to issue you a warning about what you said. Ah, well, it's just a warning. 
The next morning you go to work only to find out your access badge isn't working anymore. Someone comes to the door and tells you you've been fired. The company can't keep you employed or their social credit score will go down. At this point, you decide it's time to escape this tyranny. You put your house and other possessions up for sale on the market and your prices are fair, but no one is willing to transact with you because everyone wants to protect their score. You ultimately abandon everything you've worked hard for and simply bank on escaping with nothing. You try to book a flight out of this hellhole, but due to your low social credit score, you can't book flights, train rides, Uber, nothing. So as a last ditch effort, you drive for hours to get to the border. Once there, you receive hassles and are detained for a period of time. They decline you from crossing the border. Only good citizens with a score of over 500 are allowed to cross. As you're about to leave, the border agent offers you a pamphlet on medically assisted suicide. He suggests it's the fastest way to fix your social credit score problem. You leave the border with the pamphlet and drive to a hotel and try to figure out how to escape this nightmare. But of course, the hotel won't rent you a room either because you can't transact in society. So despite the frigid winter climate, you sleep in your car, contemplating your next move. What do you do? Now, this may seem like an episode out of Black Mirror, but is it really that far-fetched? Just look at what China has done with the social credit system. One of the things that a social credit system does is give the government unlimited power over you. To those of you that thought it would be a good idea to have people conform to your beliefs and way of life, if you don't want your enemy to have this power, then no one should be able to have it. It's an all or nothing proposition because once you let the cat out of the bag, it's only a matter of time before your opponent or your enemy will wield this power. Look past the fluff and warm feelings and remember that the government serves one purpose, to gain ever more power. In the end, either you will have the power or the government will. So be smart and choose wisely. Now I made up that not so far-fetched scenario because we've been hearing a lot about social credit systems. And I saw this TikTok video recently from a person, Damien, saying that the time has come for a social credit system. Now, aside from priming us for what's potentially to come, I found the video interesting. And one of the flaws that happens when translating ideas or principles into government policy is that it rarely translates well. It either doesn't scale well to the level of society or our idiot politicians use and abuse the rules for their own power and gain. With the short video from Damien, you can hear why he thinks a social credit system is a good idea, at least to him. The time has come for a social credit system in the West. Now, a lot of people are really scared by these words. Oh, Damien, I don't think it's the words that are scary. It's much, much more than that. Despite the intent and outcome you're after, this is a power goldmine of control for the government. But the simple fact is, we now have the technology to drive individual behaviors to make a better world and a fairer society. Where do I start? Yes, we have the technology. And you know what else our technology can do? It can turn the entire goddamn planet into a giant gas chamber. Does the fact that we have the ability and technology to do something justify that we do it? 
No, it doesn't. That's stupid logic. Second, when you say that technology can drive behavior, you are talking about control and coercion. You are advocating to control people. How about you read some history? Lenin, Stalin, Hitler. There are a great many control freaks in our history books. In short, it never ends well for the little guy and for everybody in general. But why does Damien want that kind of control over people? To make the world better and fairer. So let me ask you, who gets to define what a better world is? Who gets to define what is fairer? It's no different than how the word racist has changed by those setting the narrative. Only white people can be racist. See how definitions are important? And this is the trick. People in power know they can leverage what you think fair or better mean, but it's not what they mean. And once you accept their new mousetrap and realize you've been duped, it's too late. So say somebody was spreading hateful content on the internet. You know, the government could then disable their electric vehicle and stop them driving around the country and spreading their hate to other parts of the nation. A dictator is born every minute. And again, define hate. If I don't go along and believe a man dressed as a woman is actually a woman, meaning I'm observing reality, then according to Damien and the current woke culture, I should lose the use of my vehicle and my ability to move around the country I live in. What the fuck kind of tyrannical thinking is this? Does he even hear what he's saying? The same could apply to things like red meat. If somebody's buying meat that week and destroying the planet, an automatic limit could be put on their card to stop them buying any more red meat. This is pure hubris. What this amounts to is, I know what's best for everyone and I should have unlimited power to control them. It seems to me, especially from the COVID era, that people can generally be categorized into two groups for the most part. The first group is people that want to be left alone to live their lives as they see fit. And the second group wants to control everyone else. It's pretty scary to say the least. And, you know, a little message could come to their phone or their social media platform saying, you know, you have bought this much red meat. I'm sorry, you can't buy that kebab at three o'clock in the morning. What is truly scary is that we've reached a point in human history, perhaps again, but not on this level with this amount of tech to support it, where people aren't afraid to admit that they should be the rulers of everyone. Shit, even Hitler took many years before he showed his true dictator cards. But the idea of freedom where you make your own choices, absent coercion, of course, is absolutely incompatible with a social credit system. What Damien is promoting is an idea that he believes is so great that everyone else has to be coerced into it. I tend to think of good ideas as selling themselves. Put your best foot forward, put your great ideas out there and see if people adopt them willingly. That's like a true democracy in a way. Everyone will have a different idea of how they think they should live their lives. And some of those ways will work out better than others. And when people see the good and the bad, they'll adjust. They'll choose to follow those good ideas and perhaps avoid the bad ones. But what Damien proposes is a utopia fantasy that he thinks will reflect his values. 
He's forgotten that the person on the other end of the stick is not his friend and doesn't have his or his family's best interests at heart. It's the government. They only seek power. That power is taken directly from you. So for the sake of freedom and your liberty to choose your own adventure, wake up, speak up, or you'll get memory hold. All content from the MemoryHoleShow.com and the Memory Hole Show podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and presented solely as opinion.